This is a Hot Pie Media Original. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, veteran strength conditioning coach and sports dietitian Pratik Patel is joining me to discuss post-workout nutrition. We discuss the optimal ratio of macronutrients and what supplements you should consider taking post-workout to optimize recovery. Pratik has spent over a decade in collegiate and professional sports as a strength conditioning coach and sports dietitian. He's worked at Kansas State University, Michigan State, the University of Oregon, and then he spent four years as the director of sports nutrition and assistant strength coach for the New York Giants. Pratik is now the director of Outer Energy with Own It Coaching. But before we get into this discussion, would you please take two seconds and smash the subscribe button on whichever listening platform you are listening on. This is an excellent way that you can help support the podcast. But now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Pratik, on a few episodes ago, we did stuff on, uh, we did a podcast on pre-workout nutrition, which I thought was fascinating. What do we do after we train? I know like since I was a teenager, it's, you know, it was, you have to have the protein shake. Right. And then, you know, it, there's, there's been, you don't need anything. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Like, what is the truth? Should you be consuming something after you train and what should that be? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And I think the first thing is just identifying what kind of training you've done and how stressful and how much, you know, tissue, muscle tissue breakdown you've had. How much muscle glycogen have you potentially burned through? And nowadays, everybody's got a wearable. So we kind of have an idea of what our heart rate response looks like. But for the most part, we can break it down to just a couple different categories in terms of the macronutrients. So carbs, protein, and fat. Carbs aren't 100% a necessity after training because we can still stimulate muscle glycogen, glycogen resynthesis for about 24 hours after training is finished. Now, within that first two-hour window, you have better resynthesis and a faster assimilation. So if you're an athlete or somebody that trains for tries and marathons and you know that, hey, I've got long training sessions, I have dual days, I have an early training session the next morning, like, okay, make sure you get in enough carbohydrate with post-training. That makes sense. But for most people, it's not an absolute necessity as long as they're still consuming, you know, an adequate amount if they need to have full muscle glycogen stores. So how much you would consume, again, it depends on that activity, how quickly you're trying to assimilate carbohydrates back in. It can be a range from anywhere from 0.5 to 1.2 grams of carbs per kilogram body weight, just to start that process. Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be a shake. It can be food too. Like you can have a meal and it's- Oh, okay. So for for a long time, there was this, you have to get something that's liquid, the RTD thing, right? And it's got to be quick- in immediate hit, like you might as well just put white sugar, cane sugar in your mouth. You're saying that it's okay to eat a meal with fiber in it. That would be okay. Yeah. So they've done the studies on this and show that there's no actual benefit aside from convenience and, or if you don't have the opportunity to eat a meal. So say you finished at work during your lunch hour and it's like, well, I don't have time to sit down and eat, but I can grab a smoothie or a shake or an RTD protein shake. And I can be on my merry way heading back to work. Like, yeah, that, that suffices too. So the benefit of the sports supplements or the protein shake is the convenience factor. Okay. So carbohydrate, it depends on 
if you're doing something later in the day, like you're doing a double day for some reason, which most people probably aren't, but if you were, yeah, you probably need to get some carbs in immediately. What about protein and fat? Yeah. So protein is definitely something that you would want to pay attention to because during any type of training, whether it's endurance training or even resistance or strength training, you do have muscle breakdown. That's what actually happens when we train. We don't get stronger when we train. It's the adaptation that the body sets itself up for and how we recover. So obviously the level of muscle protein breakdown is dependent on, you know, how hard did you go? How heavy did you lift or the duration of what you ended up doing along with the intensity? So rule of thumb is you have a range anywhere from 0.3 to upper limit of 0.55 grams of protein per kilogram body weight. So this in short notice, it could be 30 to 50 grams. You know, if you're a larger athlete or you have higher protein needs, you can go on that upper limit. So the reason is we want to make sure we're getting the amino acids into the system. So if it's a high quality protein source, whether it's, you know, it's a whey shake or a plant-based shake with all the nine essential amino acids or a good quality meal, you know, five, seven, eight ounces of chicken breast, fish, steak, then yeah, you're getting in enough protein because we want to make sure we're steadily dosing protein throughout the entire day and taking advantage of assimilating those amino acids to stimulate muscle protein synthesis. Now it doesn't have to happen immediately after it's done, as long as it's within a short time frame. What's the but time it also frame? depends on. Um, it also depends on did you consume something pre-training? So if we're talking like oh. we did in that last episode, hey, I got into my workout fasted in the morning, I didn't eat anything before, like yeah, you would probably want to eat something immediately afterwards, especially with protein, because you didn't have any pre-training nutrition, you don't have those amino acids in your system. Yeah. But if you consume something pre-training and only worked out for an hour and you had oh 30, 50 grams of protein before you train, like it's not important. That garage door doesn't exist. So I think that's one of the things that's been debunked recently. As long as you get a consistent amount of protein throughout the day over the course of 24 hours, especially going back to the episode we had before, you know, in, in that 10 a.m. wake up to 10 a.m. frame, you still got a good amount. You'll be good. You'll have be in positive nitrogen balance, which is like a measure of how much protein you consumed over the past 24 hours. But we all don't live in a perfect world. We have hectic schedules. If we don't eat it then or consume something, then we might get lost in work, family obligations. And the next time we eat could be four hours down the line. So we've missed. So if you you're know, a busy person, if you're small, 30 gram protein shake, have your shaker bottle, shake it up, whatever is, you know, if you like plant-based, that's great. If you like a whey protein shake, what about fat? So fat, there's a misnomer between, oh, you can't have fat because it slows down digestion, which is true, but they've actually looked at studies implementing fat with post-training nutrition and, and muscle glycogen resynthesis, and it doesn't actually affect it. So if you're having a meal, you know, and you have whatever avocado uses extra virgin olive oil, there's fat on the meat or the proteins that you're eating, that's okay. You're not going to lose your gains just because there's fat in the meal. Or if you're having a shake and you're like, I want to put some peanut butter in it or, you know, almond butter or nut butter, because it makes it taste good. Uh, that's not going to delay your gains just because the fat delays gastric emptying and slows down digestion because this has been studied. But if you're somebody who, you know, you, you're trying to follow a specific caloric level and you want to be mindful of that. I mean, you probably don't want to just be scooping down gobs of a fat source post-training, like get it at your meal times and then focus mainly on protein and then how do I do how many carbs do I need if I need it? And how do I got to put this together? Is it a shake ready to drink or am I actually going to eat some food? All right. So I'm going to ask you one more question before we kind of sum this thing up. 
creatine. Like we both talked, we've talked about creatine before, amazing supplement, tons of literature demonstrating its efficacy for, um, for brain health. There's a lot of cool stuff about that. So it really gets me exciting. It's actually, it's not a dehydrator of tissue. It's a hydrator of tissue, like pulls in tissue. That's actually one of the reasons why the cell actually swells itself. Um, there's a lot of great things about creatine uh, from a bioenergetic standpoint. The cre- it helps you with explosive or fast twitch movements if you're doing something that's a shorter duration. So there's a lot of good benefits from creatine. Do you have to consume it right after you train? Most of the studies show that there is a little bit more of a benefit when you do consume it after training as opposed to pre just because we know that when we do train there, you know, bioenergetically, all the systems are active, but depending on what you're doing, are you stressing the creatine phosphate system more? Or if you're endurance training, you're not necessarily stressing it that much, but you're still burning through a little bit. Um, the studies say and recommend, ideally you would take it after training. And if you do take it with something with carbs, protein, and some electrolytes that assists creatine saturation back into the muscle as opposed to I just took it with my water by itself and then yeah it's going to get assimilated but not at the same rate as if you were to take it with you know your shake or your meal okay so sounds to me like if I'm average Joe American getting in three weightlifting sessions a week or whatever if it's in the morning and I haven't eaten I definitely going to need some carbs I want to get some some protein that could be in a, in a meal. But uh, if you're busy and you're going to have to take the kids to school or whatever, get you a protein shake, you could throw your creatine in there and have a piece of fruit and you're kind of rocking and rolling. It seems to be like later in the afternoon, if you have plenty of carbohydrate in your system, make sure you're getting your protein in. And then also creatine would be well-timed at that time as well. If there's electrolytes and other things you said. So seems to me as if we're going back to the 1990s where protein is the thing that we need to focus on. Yeah. And again, if I would have a checklist, protein for sure for recovery, creatine, definitely depending on the type of training you're doing. Carbs, again, your situation is going to dictate that. And then fat too. So protein, creatine, yes. Carbs, fat, it depends on your situation. Nice. Thank you. If you found today's podcast valuable and you're listening on the Apple Podcast app, please take a few seconds, click the three small dots at the bottom right of the screen and share this episode with one friend who you think could use this information. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.